back to the regular exclusive podcast with Jace and Renee. And it is the thankful time of year. We got some turkeys in front of us for those of uh, you that celebrate it. We got some turkeys, got some mashed potatoes. I don't know, maybe some some wild cards. My family growing up, we always had fried rice at our Thanksgiving. That is a wild card. Because one of our close family friends is is Chinese and like her mom would always come up to town and she makes amazing food. So like it was always just like a staple. Uh, any weird family foods that you got coming up? No. And if there are, I don't want to eat them. I don't, <laughs> I'd like it pretty basic. And I'm just like, I'm actually excited because last year, my family, we all had COVID for Thanksgiving. So that sucked because we couldn't, couldn't, couldn't taste even anything. taste it. <laughs> yeah, couldn't taste shit. It was horrible. Depending I was like, on, this is just the worst timing. <laughs> I was going to say, depending on who is cooking it, not tasting it might actually help. Well, <laughs> I was cooking, so fuck you. Um, <laughs> but no, we don't. I don't think we have anything weird. We do like the basic stuff with like mashed potato stuffing, maybe green bean casserole. You know, really yeah. living it up over here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just always would call it because of friends. I think I would always call it Happy Needless Turkey Murder Day because <laughs> it's like why are we have like it's like turkeys are all being murdered one day a year. Nobody's doing anything about it. Well, hey, the president pardons one of them every year, so I guess Like, that's... what did they ever do wrong? Why do they have a holiday where we murder them? It just seems a bit extreme. Also, like... I'm not even a big fan of turkey, you know? It's like, it's pretty okay. Yeah, it's the least memorable meat. So, like, yeah. what what made it such a big deal? I don't, know. I've, I've, I don't care. My conspiracy <laughs> light bulbs are going off. Oh, but, boy. <laughs> uh, before we jump into um, the invitation... We were just kind of chatting and there's a weird like gap of Thanksgiving movies. Like mm -hmm. there's a couple, there's several like animated movies that involve turkeys. Sure. There's that, there's planes, trains and automobiles. That's like the most famous one. And it really, the title would never tell you it's a Thanksgiving movie and it really is a road trip movie. So it's not even Thanksgiving. It's just that. John Candy and fucking Steve Martin have to get home for Thanksgiving. That's really the only part. <laughs> I couldn't even remember that that movie had something to do with Thanksgiving. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's the only reason. That's the only movie that people have ever like. I feel like you can watch usually. I mean, I guess another one that I have rediscovered as of late is Adam's Family Values, which is the sequel to the Adam's Family from like mm. the like nineties with Christina Ricci and. It's so good and it's so much fun. And there's a whole Thanksgiving like camp thing that's great. Yeah. Well, I know neither of us have seen it yet, but thank God we have a Thanksgiving horror movie that's out now. And I've yes. been hearing it's pretty fun. And uh, I'll definitely be trying to see it this week. I oh, I'm going Black Friday for sure. <laughs> like, there's no way. I'm definitely going to go see this movie. Like, the fact that there's a killer for Thanksgiving. Like, I mean, I just want a Thanksgiving movie, let alone a horror movie, a slasher. Yeah. I mean, it's just too good to be true. And, like, from the trailer, you can tell. Like, this guy is all about Thanksgiving. The the death methods, all on point and on theme. I really enjoy that, you know? And it's funny that there's not, like, already, like... a bunch of thanksgiving horror movies or like black friday horror movies there's like, a couple i i googled when i was looking this up if there's like thanksgiving movies there's a couple like that seem like they could be horror or like horror comedy that are about black friday but really like i think the best representation of black friday is like the opening scene of krampus that's like what i perfect that, that's what <laughs> i think of <laughs> it's almost exact like that almost could work but I would say, like, there is, like, a horror movie. I've never seen it. I don't know if it's a killer turkey, but Thanks Killing was a, apparently a thing um, <laughs> from who knows when. But I feel like this movie, like, people have just had to stretch, like, or not this movie, this holiday. You've had to stretch other movies to make it fit, right? Yeah, yeah. And I just am like, thank fucking God someone gave us a movie called Thanksgiving that's about Thanksgiving. And bonus points, it's a horror movie. Like, <laughs> that's more than I could have ever hoped for. Because this... This clue is some, or sorry, wow, fuck me. This category <laughs> is some slim fucking pickings. Like if you're going for Thanksgiving movies, it's like I know one or two of these movies. When I first saw the trailer for Thanksgiving, I was like, wait, is that 
Is that V for Vendetta? Is that a Guy Fox match? Kind of looks like, like is him. Is this a weird sequel? <laughs> like yeah. years later, but <laughs> not a bad. I'd actually like the face is very similar, but this guy's mm. supposedly called John Carver, which is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just very excited about it. I'm sure we'll talk about it because we're talking about the invitation, which I feel is the perfect Thanksgiving movie. It doesn't take place on Thanksgiving, but it might as well. Well, we're doing exactly what you said. We are shoehorning Thanksgiving yeah. into this movie. <laughs> Honestly, I kind of feel like it could, if you added it, it might even make it a little bit better, which is hard to say. It's pretty much perfect, but <laughs> we'll get there. All right, well, let's, let's get into it. I'm so glad you're here. We've got a lot to talk about. So much to celebrate tonight. Something doesn't feel safe here. We don't see you for two years, and then all of a sudden, we get invited to this lavish dinner. Don't tell me that this is normal. What do you think is happening, Will? All right, well, since uh, Thanksgiving doesn't really have that many movies, we're just going to go ahead and throw one in there that we think fits perfectly. And by a default, it, it's, a, it's a dinner party movie. We're talking about The Invitation. 2015, not the 20 whatever. 2022. Yeah, not the vampire one. No. If there's, yeah, like you said in the outro last week, if there's, if you've watched this movie and there's vampires at any point, turn around and go back. That is not the right movie. (laughs) (laughs) But it's funny. There's, I feel like there's a lot of movies that have dinner party scenes. Totally. But there's not many, like, Every Quentin Tarantino movie, I feel like, has a dinner dinner table scene where it's just dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. Always. He has multiple in each movie, but he's yet to make one that's just pure tables. Like, that would be crazy, but I would be here for it. Hateful Eight is probably the closest he's ever got. (laughs) That's true, and that's why it's my favorite. But, uh, yeah, dinner party movies is, like, a surprisingly small, like, if you limit it to movies that, like, revolve around a dinner party of like they don't necessarily have to sit at the table the whole time but that's like they literally don't leave the the house they're like Mm -hmm. it's a dinner party it's only the guests and all that stuff i would say that's what qualifies it would you agree with those with that yeah like the yeah the setting is a normal house dinner party situation and there's not it's there's not like a, a threat from the very beginning that like a horror exactly. movie has where, you know, you're trapped in the house kind of situation. It's like, yeah, this is a an event, but there's something off about it. Yeah. Exactly. So like there's movies like, like there's a lot of different, there's not a lot of the, this category. I just want that out front. It's mm-hmm. very similar to Thanksgiving, but there's a couple more, but like one of them that I remember, I don't think I ever actually watched it because I heard it was horrible, but dinner for schmucks, that <laughs> is a movie that's literally like takes place mostly at that dinner. Right. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen it, but I'm pretty positive. That's the case. Um, there's a movie from the early 2000s, like horror stuff. It's not a remake, I don't think, but Would You Rather, which surprisingly starts off with like, oh, they're all there for like a competition for money, but like pretty quick they catch on that like, oh, like when you get eliminated, it's like you die. Like you don't leave the party or leave the game, you know, you're dead. (laughs) And it's also like, yeah, would you rather put a razor in your eye or do this horrible thing? It's all that kind of stuff for like the whole movie. So I'll give them credit. They stay at that fucking dinner table. (laughs) Um, But Clue also came up, which I agree is a great dinner party movie because that is like they're in the house. Of course, it's a murder mystery, but it's like Mm -hmm. the dinner party is like the whole mystery of like, why are we here? Yeah. All that stuff. I have a question, though, for you before we get to like, I think the second best dinner party movie after The Invitation. But before we get there, I wanted to ask if this one qualifies because it's not technically a dinner table, but it kind of is the menu. That that was the one I was going to say that you left off. The menu is 100% a dinner party. I know, it's it's like, right? It's a a small venue, so it's not Mm -hmm. like a restaurant. It's a small venue, and it's a very intimate, like, talking with everyone in the room they're not at the same table but it's still a dinner party right yeah Yeah. okay i agree i just wasn't sure you know if that would i didn't know if that would meet your standards (laughs) so i'm really glad but i want to talk about the second best dinner party movie maybe even like i would say it's as close as the to the invitation as you can get is coherence from i think 2013 yeah 
very uh very unseen movie because it it the, it's super low budget i don't even know if there was a distributor to it like it's very much like an indie film but it's like a really impressive dinner party slash you know it's not really a spoiler but it's a multiverse movie yeah so sci-fi which is very surprising for like a low budget you don't see a lot of low budget sci-fi there's a lot of low budget horror but like yeah. low budget sci-fi hard to pull off but great with the way that they do it because it's so low budget you don't need special effects there's no aliens it's yeah. just like the same people but the different colored glow sticks is how you tell them apart <laughs> yeah. i love it it's so good but it's so effective well, and that movie also is really fun to watch now because multiverse is just like everywhere. Yeah. So it's really fun to see how does how would someone portray the multiverse without CGI? Yeah. And like right? they they really pull it off. Like it's really oh, good. Totally. <laughs> it's just like a literal dark space in the middle of like the neighborhood that mm. they all walk through. And it's it, I mean, if you if you like the invitation, you will love coherence, I think. I would say the characters are more likable in the invitation mm -hmm. and like the main guy is just like so great like the character in the invitation is just so great that i feel like that's the only place coherence doesn't fully get there however it's really cool how they shot the movie because it was all like improv and they yeah. all talk over each other the whole time so it sounds like a real conversation in groups and like everyone would just have a note that was like like when one guy was like his goal for this scene is just to leave the house and then the other girl is her goal is to so that he doesn't leave. She can't let him leave. And I was just like, that's really great. Like, just kind yeah. of improv shit. But, like, what a cool thing to do when you have no budget. I'm sad that there's not more movies from this guy. Yeah. I mean, it, if we look at just Coherence and um, and The Invitation, two movies that, like, were done totally independent, didn't have mm -hmm. any distributors, like, you can tell the difference from Coherence, which is a $50,000 budget. And the invitation, which is like a million dollar budget. So it's like, that's where, oh, you went mute. Sorry. I was okay. just trying to fix it. <laughs> but yeah, that's where you could tell like the difference in, in just the quality of the overall end product. But like, I coherence say, is still yeah. really fun. You're totally right. The look is a lot better, but like coherence does so well with what it has, which is like nothing, but it's oh, yeah. so well. And but I think both of these movies also really benefit from the fact that like, the majority of the cast in both movies, even more so in Coherence, I'm pretty sure. But like, they're not people who are super famous and recognizable, you know? Yeah. It's like real people. And I feel like that's what really helps make it feel like you're really in it immediately. For yeah. both movies, I think. There's a lot of interesting dynamics at play. And like, the characters just feel like real. And I like that they're actually like, there's some smart people, there's some dumb people, but like kind of, it's just a really, they're a great double feature. I have to say, it's like one of my favorites. Like when I discovered The Invitation, I think quickly after I discovered Coherence and I was just, I love this kind of, <laughs> let's get more of these movies. This is a great little subgenre. All right. Well, I think I'm gonna have to watch Coherence once we uh, hop off this. Uh, <laughs> you haven't complete... watched it? No, I've watched it. I just okay. said back to back double feature. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. You should. It's it's actually quite the double feature. Uh, Well, I agree with you. Also, great list of dinner party movies. Um, the Thank only you. One it's that very was on, slim. <laughs> the only one that was on there that I felt like it it straddled the line, but I don't, ultimately don't think it's a dinner party movie is Ready or Not because it's mm -hmm. like a party, but then like that's in a mansion, so it's not in a house. It's so more it's, of like it's a lot seek. It's a yeah. lot less relatable. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, nobody does that with their families. This is way more of like, We've all been to dinner parties or family dinners. Like, that's why I feel like, I mean, coherence may be a little less so, but I guess it could still work. But I just feel <laughs> the invitation really makes it work with like, it's the perfect Thanksgiving movie for these yeah. reasons. Because at every, like, I mean, I can't think of a Thanksgiving where it's not like, oh, there's awkward moments or like, you know, there's arguing. It's fucking like you feel trapped and you want to leave and you're like just stressed, but also really good food. Yeah. And like, it's so it just it hits all the notes of Thanksgiving to me. It does. So, yeah. So the invitation came out in 2015. Um, was directed by Karen Kasuma, who Kusama Kusama. Thank you. Uh, who is known predominantly for doing Jennifer's Body. Mm hmm. Love that movie. Um, she's also done. She's also directed you know some episodes of Yellow Jackets, which we both love. 
some other things. Um, but this was a really interesting movie because they did it completely independent. Um, no studio interference at all. And you can That's tell why it's because so good. <laughs> you, can, you can tell when you watch this movie because like the pacing of it, it's very quick, but it's also kind of odd in that like it's not like an easy movie to watch. You like can't just casually watch it. Like you get hooked into it. Mm-hmm. And you you're either hooked into it or you're or you're not. You're like, this is weird. What's going on? You're like, I have no clue what's going on. I'm like, I immediately was into this movie and I'm like the main guy. Like I'm just immediately with him the whole time because I think we can all relate to like the fact that these people who are hosting this party and who are like part of this cult, the invitation, like they mm-hmm. just seem they start doing off-putting things right away. So like you're with him when he's like watching everything and notices all of it. And I just love that. Yeah. I love it. He's like, he's one of like a, he's a final guy, I think in horror, in a horror movie. I mean, this is like a weird horror movie, but I would say it's more of like a, I guess it's more of like a tense thriller. Yeah. It's definitely the thriller. Yeah. Yeah, But like very like long drawn out, but in the best ways, I kind of feel like it's, it's just like it hits me in the same, not fully like as intense as Bo was afraid, but similar in the way that it just is a perfect representation of how anxiety feels. Like you feel irrational and this irrational sense that people are just trying to hurt you or like hate you or whatever it is. And it just feels like this movie is maybe that's why I responded to it the first time, because I was just like, damn, this fucking hits. <laughs> Like, I I just I felt everything. And I was like this. It's not specifically like I always feel I'm in this situation. Mm. But the fact of like the metaphor of like how it makes me feel and the the emotions that it gets out of you. I feel like it's it's a little easier on the senses, but similar to Bo is Afraid. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's nothing crazy in the attic like Bo is Afraid. But uh, (laughs) but oh, boy, as I was watching this, I was like. This fits really well with the Thanksgiving vibe, you know, the whole, you know, if you go to Thanksgiving and you have, you know, family that's like, oh, some awkward things are going to be brought up or how am I going to avoid these conversations? Talking politics, religion, all that fun stuff yeah. that is inevitably going to come up. Cults. Um, yeah, or... similar. <laughs> I but haven't I'm... had that one come up yet, but I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. <laughs> hey, there's still, time. there's still time. I haven't had it either, but there's still time. Yeah. But... The other I'm thing, not that... a few family members, they'll they'll come in clutch. <laughs> the <laughs> other thing that popped up my, my my mind is like this is also a really good thing or good uh, kind of reminder of like if you've ever been to a um surprise L- MLM party, like mm-hmm. hey, let's all hang out, and then one person's like, so I'm a part of this MLM, and it's changed my life. I want to tell you guys all about it. What the fuck is MLM though? Mul- Multi level marketing. Like, oh, okay. Like the, yeah, like essential okay. oils. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Is this some sex cult? Like, what are you, what do you, what do you know? If you don't I've never know had MLM... anyone try to recruit me. So no. that makes me feel bad about myself. Honestly, <laughs> I kind of feel like it's sad. I've never been recruited for more cults. I feel like I should have been I at think, least attempted. I think it means that you are surrounded by the right kind of people. Yeah, but maybe I should surround myself with the wrong kind of people and just see what happens. I'd be curious. <laughs> Although, I guess if this movie is like what's going to happen, maybe I'll skip it. <laughs> <laughs> this is like worst case scenario. Yeah, I don't want to fuck with it, but that's how my life is. And that if anxiety is not always preparing for the worst case scenario. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. But the, uh, yeah, like the the tension of this movie is so good because like, you're kind of bought in from the very beginning of like what's going on. I mean, first off, I forgot that it starts off with him killing the coyote. Yeah. Like I, know. I was watching with Sarah and I'm like, oh shit, I forgot about this. <laughs> it's like, I'm gonna mute it, look away. Yeah. Just <laughs> fast forward. It's a great metaphor for the movie, but mm-hmm. you don't need it. It's all right. <laughs> but I mean, let's talk about the cast of this. Let's talk about the coyote. (laughs) What do you have to say about the fucking coyote? Let's spend 20 minutes on the coyote. Could a tire iron knock it out in one hit? Couldn't you just like, I mean, they were almost did it and talked to me with the kangaroo, but couldn't you just run it over? I mean, saying would have been very true. However, not as therapeutic. (laughs) Not as uh, not as good for the imagery. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It doesn't fit with the movie theme. So. Yeah, let's talk about the the cast of this because yeah. it's a you know 
for a low budget movie like it is, it has a several recognizable faces. Like it's a lot of like people that you've seen in other things, but you're like, I can't pinpoint exactly what they're from. Like for for example, the prime example in my mind, David, who's played by uh um Michael Michael he, Michael Huseman. It's it's Michael spelt with an I at the end. So that's what is confuses it? I don't yeah. think it is. I'm looking at IMDB. It's M-I-C-H-I-E-L. Oh, that's still Michael. <laughs> okay. But anyway, guy from Game of Thrones who yeah. was then recasted. Dario um, Naharis. He was the the the, the best, the best Bird. Dario. He was so yeah. good. Um, whenever I watch this movie, I for some reason I'm just like. I didn't remember Harry Connick Jr. being in this movie. I guess they do kind of look alike, he looks and exactly I just exactly yeah. like him. But he's better looking, I think. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You like, know, but like if you go, he looks as much like Harry Connick Jr. as Logan Marshall Green looks like Tom Hardy. Like yeah, it's that totally. <laughs> they are really they look like almost twins. I will agree with that. But I always think of him now, maybe just because I've seen it a lot more, and because I haven't gone back to Game of Thrones since they burned me. But um, I I remember him more from The Haunting of Hill House now, season one. Oh my! Well, God. the first that that season, he's like the brother, the oldest brother who doesn't believe in anything. Oh my god! Who wrote the books? I need to rewatch that first season. I I did not remember that he's in it at all. Yep. Yeah, that's what I always think of him as now. Because, but I just feel like so. I feel like he's a little closer to that. He's just crazier. It's funny because him and Logan Marshall Green, like they look so similar in this movie. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. You could almost switch their casting, but I'm so fucking glad that they didn't because I feel like. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like if they were switched, I don't think it would work as well. Like Logan Marshall Green is the perfect one for to play Will. Yeah, let's talk about Logan Marshall Green, who I'm just going to call MLG because that's the LMG. A, you mean LMG? Thank you. you LMG call him by Marshall. <laughs> you don't know him that well, and he hyphenates. So uh, we're on a close basis. I I, yeah. I, I DM on on <laughs> DM him on X. Oh. And he doesn't reply, but we're on a close basis. Um, okay. Good for you. <laughs> so, LMG, who we love from, uh, you know, Upgrade. Ex- upgrade. I always want to say Extract, but that's not the right movie. Upgrade. <laughs> yes, I love him. I just also rewatched Prometheus, and he's in that. And I was like, oh, yeah, I like I, that movie. Yeah, I need to rewatch that because I forget who he is in that. He's but... like the main dude main scientist guy he is i Mm -hmm. I always just think of the of the woman Um, but i have well he's like her husband or partner or whatever Uh, okay but i mean mlg is is so good in this lmg just call him can we just call him will (laughs) can we just talk about that a logo marshall green is not that hard will Will, whatever you gotta do (laughs) but just i can't hear you do the initials out of order all the whole time i'm saying lmg days you said mlg twice (laughs) i don't want to do this we're gonna call him will (laughs) okay sure (laughs) will is so like (laughs) He gives such a great performance in this because, like the whole movie, there's all the red flags that oh so many red flags that, that these parties give. Also, love that this is set in L.A. So it's like, of course, Perfect. of course, these cults are happening in L.A. Which I mean, they said that they're happening all over, and I believe them. But like, <laughs> it's crazy because it is like it skirts that line where it's like I would take them as a red flag, but I watch a ton of horror movies, so naturally <laughs> people would think I was crazy. But like I might be right one percent of the time, yeah. and maybe this time, I just feel like they're skirting that line of like they seem like stuff that would be into some weird like Kabbalah shit. Yeah. So they don't seem very threatening, but like they're very off-putting. Mm-hmm. Like they're not like coming at you so aggressive, but it is. It does feel like almost like they're trying to pull you in like a religion or something. Well, like well, since you asked, I have this video. I'm like ew. And then it's like a video of a woman dying. And it's like, that's not like, I guess, really like, I mean, it's it, it's not that bad, but it's still like, it's really awkward. Like, it's the worst thing that you could show at a dinner party. Oh, yeah. And I thought the reactions to the weird shit in this movie are totally appropriate. Like when mm-hmm. we when we watch the woman dying, the 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 woman, the Gina character, she's like, did we just fucking watch someone die? <laughs> yeah, like- exactly. <laughs> like the way that they 
outcome like that they deal with this is very realistic yeah and like you also I mean, it's almost kind of similar to the movie. I was just thinking about this when I was recently rewatching this was it would actually make a great double feature with the movie Speak No Evil, which I don't know if you've seen, but it's on Shudder. Really good. Very similar with how it plays with like people ignore their survival instincts hmm. because they're like more concerned with appearing polite and like uh... not necessarily every single person can relate to that, but like. That's a, like the people who are so like it's like, you know, you can kind of just write stuff off as politeness. And it's like you don't want to just like make a big deal and be like, oh, I'm crazy then. Yeah. You know? So it's like people are more concerned with like, OK, well, I don't want to cause a fuss. But really, your survival instinct should be like going, hey, get the fuck out of here. This is weird. <laughs> this is sketch. Right. Yeah. So I, I think it's interesting because that speak no evil does it a lot more where it might be more frustrating of a watch. But this is very similar tone. Well, and. Like the fact that they they use Will and then they use Eden as kind of like the two barometers of trauma in this. Mm -hmm. You have Will who is still processing, you know, losing his son. And like he's just he's he is the poster child of like millennial emo, mm -hmm. like grow your hair out, beard, all that stuff. And then Eden's like, everything's great. I love all this stuff. And I expelled my emotions. You can actually yeah. like rid your body of them. And they're like, what? so like you shit it out. <laughs> I love it. It's like the things that she says are like, just like, like so weird and out there, but it does. It just comes across as like crazy hippy dippy shit. You know, but the, the thing that I loved is so like my, my wife loves true crime documentaries. So I've watched a good chunk of them and, um, sex cults or any cults fall into that category and so are like, you guys really into the sex cult thing the in a documentary kind of sense but uh, oh sure okay <laughs> yeah that's what we're calling it these days hey we're not committing suicide we're good um <laughs> good but for one you of the, one of the things that they all talk about in there is these cults they always prey on on the emotion emotionally damaged emotionally vulnerable people who just went through a recent trauma and so you have you have Will, who has not succumbed to this kind of thing, but then you have his wife, who did succumb to this kind of thing. Like, you see the kind of this divergence of two paths, like same trauma, but different results, different different things happened. And then, yeah. like at the end, we get the acknowledgement from Eden that like this is wrong. I was manipulating all this stuff, but mm -hmm. I do love the whole time. Like, Will is kind of the audience's the the avatar of the audience. Like, this is totally fucked. Like, mm -hmm. none of this is good. All of this is wrong. And you have all the other people are like, oh, it's just, you know, it's just, you know, friends who haven't seen each other in a like, while. There's it's no way that this weird. night wasn't going to be weird, right? Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. the thing is, is that they have a lot of good fucking excuses because they're right. That's <laughs> yeah. the thing. These people picked a pretty fucking, this cult is pretty smart. I mean, maybe not everybody. That's what I'm saying. If they had picked Thanksgiving, if this cult leader was really as smart as he says, he would have picked Thanksgiving. He would have tripled his numbers, honestly. <laughs> I'm just saying, all the gatherings in the world, this could be going on at. That's crazy. Yeah. Not the world, I guess, but at least America. <laughs> yeah. USA, that would be a lot of people. But I think that Will, he does such a good job of carrying this emotional weight through the movie. Yeah, they and... use the flashbacks nicely, too, to, like, punctuate where he is in the house because he's, like, remembering yeah. different things and how hard it is. And it's great because you have that emotional connection and you're like, but he's still smart because he's noticing things that other people are ignoring. When he has so much emotions going on, you'd think, mm -hmm. like, he wouldn't be able to even think about that shit, which is probably why they were like, yeah, that'll be perfect. But, like, it's almost like he's hyper aware of that stuff because yeah. of the trauma he went through. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, yeah, he's not necessarily in a, you wouldn't like by looking at him and how he's acting and how he feels probably, he probably doesn't seem like he's in a good place. Like she would seem like she's in a better place, but hers is all just fluff and fake and it's not real versus mm -hmm. like he's only able to get through this shit because he's learned and he's dealt with it in his own way. He's not perfect. You're never going to get over it, but like he's actually working through it and like dealing with it instead of you know, hiding from it. Well, and then he has the emotional support of Kira, who mm -hmm. even she says she's like, I can't know what you're going through. 
but yeah. like I'm here to support you in whatever way I can. So like, yeah. whereas Eden's partner is manipulating her, yeah. Kira is supportive. And Kira is also a total badass. Like, at, yeah, when, and a babe. Yeah, a babe and a badass. At the end, when all the shit goes down and like she does her thing, like I'm like, oh, you are a final girl. Okay, I know. I love her. I was so she, glad because I I I liked their relationship and like it was just. I mean, towards the middle to end of this movie, you're kind of like. I mean, they do a really good job, I think, because you're so in this guy's corner. But like, there's a lot of things, and even he has a couple moments where he's like, "Fuck, I'm so sorry. I'm crazy. Like, blah blah. Yeah, this is just really hard." So like you totally buy into all of that because you're like, also, is he that reliable? I can't tell if this is all real or if he's just insane because also he should hate this guy. But, you know, not just because of the sketchy things he's doing that night, like locking the door and inviting weird people and talking to people and not letting you like see what's going on. It's like he's also just hates him, should hate him because he slept with his wife, right? Like he cheated mm-hmm. with the wife and that's why they split up after the kid or something. It- so wait, is that why they split up? I thought. I mean, they, I think it was a they were thought, together after the kid died, and then it sounds like she cheated, and then they split up. Uh, okay, because yeah, I I know that they were kind of getting torn apart from the kid dying, and like she yeah. tried to kill herself. Um, but but yeah, I I I also love early on, like you have Eden and uh, and David who are like everything's great. Drink our expensive wine and like do all this stuff. Oh, you people want will ignore everything for expensive wine. <laughs> you want the you want the coke that I did as a music review producer. I got it right here. Yeah, you 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 have this. Everything's fine, and then you have Will kind of be the opposite of like I'm not okay. This is not okay. But then also prior to all the shit blowing up, you have ever like almost all the characters you have this very real moment with will and then kind of fake everywhere else like you have these moments like you know the guy ben who i love ben ben's the best but like love ben ben's just like this party guy and just like happy-go-lucky and makes people laugh whatever and then like eden slaps the shit out of him because of a joke that he makes but then like he has this real authentic moment of like my marriage isn't very good but the sex, the angry sex is pretty awesome. And He's like, like, it's so good. I don't think I can leave. I don't think yeah. I want to give it up. <laughs> but I love that, like, the 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 characters, when they have, like, these authentic moments, they're having them with Will. Mm-hmm. Who, like, yeah. Will's the bummer of the party. I mean, he is. But he has but, a right to be. That's the thing. And they expected, yeah. like, Eden to be more of that way. And I think he's even more of a bummer because it's, like, coming in. His ex, who, like, last time he saw her, probably, or close to, was, like, after she tried to kill herself. So, like, two years later, and she's, like, everything's perfect. And she looks like Lana Del Rey. I mean, gorgeous white dress. Not many people can pull that shit off. She looks great. But it's, like, that probably is making him feel even worse. Because Mm -hmm. she's acting like it it doesn't have to be a problem and stuff. And, like, I just, I really love it. I think... The conversations are great because it's all happening with Will. He's our POV. That's why we don't see what happens to his friend Claire when she leaves the party. Like, we don't see it because Will doesn't see it. And I did want to ask you, I don't know if that's okay to ask right now because we're talking about characters, but what do you think happened with Claire? Because I think it's pretty obvious, but like, I'd be curious what you think. Sarah asked me the exact same question. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, she's dead. Yeah. Like, She's definitely dead. We we see him watching um what's that? John Carroll Lynch. Pruitt. Pruitt, we, excuse me, but John Carroll Lynch. Yeah, the actor. actor. Love yeah, him. Yeah. Always see, unsettling. We have, <laughs> yeah, I love that scene because we have Will watching the whole thing. And then there's just a split moment that we don't see. And it's I, like he goes out to like talk to her, like help her move. And then he's like, okay, bye. And then he starts walking and then she starts driving. But then he's like, oh, wait. And then walks around where you can't see him. And then he pulls, David pulls Will away. So you can't see it. And you're just like, ah, like too bad she didn't have Will walk her out to the car. But like, what would their move been there? You know, like, yeah. I mean, and did they have to get rid of her? I guess they had to, but. Yeah. I mean, and the main reason that I think he killed her is because when we get the reveal, uh Pruitt, he's the one who goes on the killing spree. Yeah. So like 
Oh, he's he, definitely a killer. He admits it just as much when he's like, I want to talk about my wife. That, okay, <laughs> you know? let's talk about that part. But that... Before we do that, before okay, we tran transition, I just wanted to say about Claire, the director, Karen Kusama, confirmed that she was killed by Pruitt because there was originally a scene that they had shot where she was bleeding out in the bushes, but they just kept it out. Oh, uh, okay. Like towards later in the movie. But I was like, yeah, because it's all from Will's POV. If he doesn't see it, we don't know what happens, right? <laughs> I think that was the right move because I don't think it would have added anything and it almost adds more of the mystery. However, super depressing. I kind of like to believe she got away because she was the only smart one besides yeah. Will. <laughs> well, and that's the other great part of Will is that Will has these moments that we as the audience are like, just stand up and say, let her go, dude. And then like, yeah. he he does, he does it. that every, before every I even si thought of it. Almost. Every single time he's, he's like, why'd you lock the door? Just let her go, man. She can go. <laughs> he does it so forcefully every time he does that, that it's almost like a jump scare to me now. Like the yeah. way that he just like reacts really quickly to everything. It's like before I've even processed what's happening, but it's like, <laughs> like even with the toast at the end and he's like, don't drink it. Don't drink it. He just goes fucking wild. And like, same, he goes, just let her leave, David. What's the problem? And I'm like, I love this guy. He's doing exactly what we want, which is a smart protagonist who's calling shit out. But like you get it when people are like, I don't know if you're necessarily the most reliable person. Yeah, you're not going to be happy about being here. You're traumatic. It's all fucking bringing it all up. It makes sense. But yeah. so yeah, let's talk about Ben and the whole. Yeah. So before we get to the uh, the climax and the reveal yeah. of everything, um, the I want game <laughs> is the craziest shit. I've, I which think is I've... insane because after the death video, you're like, how are they going to top that with <laughs> uncomfortable scenes? And they do. It's like. I want, it's like, oh, this is this playful, like, rather than I've never, I want. And it's like, oh, somebody, the weird skinny chick is yeah, like, I love Charles you guys. Wannabe. Yeah, and then she makes out with uh, with Gina and is like, yep. oh, right. And then I want your Coke. <laughs> yeah, I want your Coke. And then there, I was like, I want to tell a story about how I killed my wife. <laughs> <laughs> he starts off with, it's so uncomfortable because it feels like they've barely started. And then he just goes, I want to talk about my wife. And as soon as he <laughs> says that, I'm like, oh, this is not going to be good. This is not going anywhere. But John Carroll Lynch is such a fucking wonderful actor. I'm obsessed he's, with him. He's so good. So good. Zodiac, American Horror Story. He's been in a billion things. And I just fucking always love him. But he is just so great. And in just that like monologue about his wife is really beautiful for till a certain point. But you're almost like, wow, this might not actually be terrible. Because he's talking about how much he loves her. And like, she's as beautiful as the morning. And then someone's like... Did she Did pass? She die? And you're like, oh, God, no, don't ask that. It's like, yeah, we were drinking. And then it just goes into this whole thing. And I just love Ben's reaction, which is just, what the fuck? <laughs> Why would you say that? And then I love that they're all just like, that doesn't sound very honorable. It just sounds like you're like using it to like. Oh, okay, now I'm free. I don't have to feel bad about it anymore. But like you did something bad. Like it's not a good story. It's a really ballsy move to come <laughs> out of that with a fucking dinner party. Like Jesus, I just hate it. It feels very like in your face, even though he's like sharing an emotional story to him. Mm -hmm. It just feels like a threat because it's so aggressive. Yeah, it really takes a turn. He's like, oh, no, I punched her. And then she hit her head and died. <laughs> she tried to climb back up and all this shit. And you're just like, Jesus fuck and he's like i can forgive myself and you're like you should never forgive yourself you fucking dick what the <laughs> hell man it's crazy it just takes such a turn and i just i always agree with ben where i'm just like what the fuck like that's probably what i would say <laughs> like why are you guys making this it feels almost like they're doing it like to one-up each other like they keep trying to make it as uncomfortable as possible <laughs> and i'm just like so shocked like it's crazy <laughs> Well, and a funny, like, alternate casting that I couldn't not help but think about um, with that. It would not be good. I'm not saying this is what it should have been. But I kept thinking of um, he looks like David. Uh, is it Koshner from, oh, from from Anchorman in the office? Todd Packer. Yeah, like Todd Packer. And I'm just imagining Todd Packer in that role. It would it be not as emotional. <laughs> yeah, it would be so funny, though. He would make it hilarious, which is upsetting. But yeah, actually, now that you just mentioned that, can, did you know that like who was originally cast in this movie? When it was no, lay it on me. In production or before. I think it was when it was announced. It was cast. The original cast was Luke Wilson, Zachary Quinto, 
Topher Grace and Johnny Galecki from fucking Big Bang Theory. Not the funny oh. one. <laughs> not the one who got a spinoff. Um, yeah. But he's oh. not even on the spinoff, is he? I, 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 Anyways. I don't watch the spinoff. I don't even watch the Bang Bang Theory. <laughs> Bang Bang. Sorry, I like that better. <laughs> what? So say that, say that list again. Okay. Luke Wilson, a.k.a. Yeah. Owen Wilson's brother. <laughs> Zachary Quinto. Who played Spock in the new uh yeah, yeah, yeah. What are those Star Treks? Um Topher Grace, who was Venom in the Tobey yeah. Maguire Spider-Man. Oh boy, oh boy. And Johnny Galecki from Big Bang Theory. But I'm like, they didn't say who they would be cast, but like this I'm so much I'm just so glad that that didn't happen. The I mean, I would be okay with Luke Wilson and Topher Grace being friends, mm-hmm. being the friends. The only person that I feel like could could be anywhere close to as good as logan marshall green is is zachary quinto totally he would be great but it's like i would only want one of them like we have like you know i mean one or two of them maybe like you said but not all i think it's better that most of the people in this cast are not like super well known yeah like it doesn't distract you yeah the story you almost can like guess story beats and shit in movies when you know like who's playing them sometimes they love to surprise you with that shit hello deep blue sea samuel jackson but (laughs) <laughs> we, we just talked about a haunting in venice and mm-hmm. i called who dies in that <laughs> you were so smart because the most famous person always because, dies of, in those because of the casting but spoiler alert <laughs> that's okay we spoil everything i don't give a fuck yeah that's why people listen to us uh I hope so. but yeah i mean like luke wilson i could see in this movie because he was really good in vacancy with with kate beckinsale yeah but i don't know if that would qualify for this movie i think I, he's good but like he's <laughs> as good as luke wilson can be I don't, uh, yeah. i'm sorry i'm luke saying wilson he could play a side be. character he, he could maybe play he, ben. he could be ben <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe but that guy has so much charm and like just this fun energy like i yeah. really love it I mean, all the cast members when they're playing the I want game, and then the one guy's like, I want a blowjob. And his boyfriend's <laughs> like, Of course, you always do. And he goes, From somebody. <laughs> that's the one who, that's the person who I'd want Topher Grace to be. Yeah. <laughs> if, <laughs> there if you go. Cast, it'd be that one. I mean, he's or, great. I like him too, but. Yeah. I mean, it would have to be one of the side characters because the main people, like David, Will, Eden, they're perfect. You, yeah. So you can't like, recast any of them. Yeah. I mean, the chick who plays Eden, we didn't talk about her enough, maybe, but like, she's just so fucking good at being so like this bitch. Uh, she, that you're just, she nails it. She's wonderful. <laughs> but and you still like, kind of feel bad for her at times. She has these great emotional outbursts at points and like kind of breaks through and you see these flashbacks too. And you're just like, I don't know. She really does a great job. Well, and then at the end, when she's like realizing this is all awful, like, She's great. She has this whole like character flip and she she nails it. Thank God she didn't die before she got it all out. Yeah. That's but, what's convenient about the movies. So one of my favorite parts of this whole movie is that like the entire time leading up to the the end, like you're on Will's side. You're like, yeah, this is all bad shit. This is bad. And then we get the flip of 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 Cho of Cho. Choi. 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 Come on. They say it like 10 times. My favorite line of this movie. <laughs> I mean, where the fuck is Choi? <laughs> just because he just throws it out so randomly. Like I said, he comes in with such aggression out of the blue. Just, I mean, where the fuck is Choi? And it's just like so great. I yeah. love it. It's it's hilarious to me, even though it is true because you're with him there. I mean, where the fuck is Choi? These people have totally forgotten about this guy. Well, I know like... he's an unreliable Korean is what they said. The <laughs> most unreliable Korean in Los Angeles. But like, I still feel like this is a little bit late and everyone's given up. Well, and then like they keep asking the question up until the I want game. And mm-hmm. then like that all gets distracted as they as they want it to happen. I mean, but... there is a lot of a lot of shit going on. Yeah. <laughs> And he's also, as we learned, chronically late for things. So it's not that weird. But yeah, and they even set the audience up where Will gets the voicemail. Like, oh, dude, I've been here. And they're like, this is- I got a, here this, early for one. This is the nail in the fucking coffin. That's and then why he comes like, in all hot. <laughs> and he does. And then Choi shows up. And even as like the audience, you're just like, wait, is Will wrong? <laughs> Yeah. Is, is Will just been kind of crazy this whole time because his trauma is projecting what 
onto what's actually going That's on. That's what I'm saying. They get you. There's a couple moments where you're like, I don't know, but I'm still like, fuck it. No, they're just trying to make him seem crazy. They yeah. were holding this guy and then they brought him out at the right moment. It almost feels orchestrated. Like Choi timed it really badly for, for him, but for yeah. Will, I mean, but when he shows up too, it's one of my favorite moments because like he comes up and he's just like, hey, how's it going? They're all just like staring at Will and he's crying. And then he's just like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. And then they're like having this emotional. He's like, what did I miss? Yeah. It's like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> it's like, welcome to the party. This is actually a pretty great introduction. Poor Choi. <laughs> I bet he wishes he never showed up. He shows up five minutes before shit goes down. Yeah. Then people just start dying. And he's like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, this is the worst dinner party ever. I mean, thank God work almost saved his life. Too bad they didn't keep him maybe a little longer. It's true. But they had no dessert. Because, you know, Troy was supposed to pick up the dessert. and That's true. But Yeah, they wouldn't have been able to make it. So he deserved to die is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But uh, I mean, he yeah. was awfully late to that dinner party without a phone call. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and Logan Marshall Green, he gives just like he gives a full spectrum performance. Like mm -hmm. he's the super like, what the fuck is going on here? This is all wrong. And then he has the super like, I'm the one who's in the wrong. I'm That's sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. And he even then, doubts himself. And then we get the flashbacks to him, like having the bath time with his wife, and, and like, like being totally normal with his son, and, fun. And, and then yeah, like yeah. he goes into the kids' room and like, and then he cries. Also, just quick side note, um, he really pulls off the uh, I call it the Brad Pitt Legends of the Fall look. I was going to say, like, Grizzly Adams kind he's of He's got deal. the long hair and the beard. But then, like, in the flashbacks, like, they shave his face. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you are Tom Hardy. Dude, he is Tom <laughs> Hardy's younger and way more attractive brother. <laughs> That's what I'm here to say. And he's I'm... as good of an actor. I like, think he's better. <laughs> like, he doesn't have the English accent. So, like, he doesn't have doesn't to cover, need it. cover it up. He's so good, though. Like, yeah, it's like it, it blows my mind that he's, like, not in more things if you take that accent off of tom hardy he is not as attractive and not as good of an actor that accent really hides a lot <laughs> i mean that's i'm just that's saying a, logan, marshall green. logan marshall green i was just thinking of that fucking between two ferns thing when zach galifianakis says that to benedict cumberbatch she's like do you think that if you didn't have an accent people would be able to tell what a terrible actor you are <laughs> And I just like always love that because I'm like, yeah, maybe that's the case. We're all distracted. It's a nice accent. It's easy to fucking get lost in it. Uh, just watch, watch <laughs> Tom Hardy and his accent in Peaky Blinders and tell me it's not the best accent. Ever. I know he's great. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I do think Logan Marshall Green gives him a nice run for his money. I'm like, is Tom Hardy taking all of this guy's roles? Thank God he's doing it, some weird different stuff because I love what he's doing. But like, I want him in more. It is the question because he's he's just so good like this and then yeah like in in a, in upgrade like he just plays these roles with emotional depth and weirdness to him and yeah and he just like rocks him. He almost like also just like looks like two different people when you have him with all the hair and then you shave it all and you're like I'm sorry who is that like yeah. it's <laughs> it's kind of like whoa shit but like he's still just fucking sexy. Like, I did not think your chin looked like that, but okay, yeah, I'm in, I'm into it. <laughs> I'm here for it. All of it. So, but yeah, so then the ending. <laughs> we have the ending where the actual, like, this becomes a horror movie. And um, funny thing, it's not just a cult. It's a suicide cult. Of course it is. That's like the, I mean, if you think of like a stereotype of a cult, they're what, like, if it's a cult, I'm also wondering, are they going to drink the Kool-Aid? And this is basically what they're trying to do. Well, so it's funny. I I Googled suicide cult movies and like there's a lot of cult movies and a lot of them also like require sacrifices, you know, like pretty much any Ari Aster movie. Um, you know, there's a lot of cult movies. The and you mentioned it earlier when I Googled that list, the first list that the first movie that pops up there is the menu. It's a suicide cult. It is. <laughs> I mean, they basically make a pact to commit suicide and kill everyone with them. So, yes, suicide slash murder cult, which I think should be maybe a distinction, because compared to some of the other ones where they like, you know, take some fucking Kool-Aid and die. I mean, granted, if you look back to like the ones where they like what Heaven's Gate or whatever and all that yeah. shit, 
But like even the ones that like have done the punch thing, like anyone who like tries to not drink it and runs gets shot and killed. Mm. So like it's similar where like nobody, even if you're not going to drink the fucking poison, they're going to have to kill you. So it's still I would say most suicide cults are still going to be pretty similar to like they might if you're not going to drink it, they will kill you. So most cults probably ready to commit murder, which is scary. But I think what's so great about this movie is that when it happens, it's like one of those surprise cult movies where you're like, mm-hmm. I can't tell if it's going to be a cult. I know that they're kind of into it, but like, I mean, I feel like isn't Kabbalah a cult or a religion or some weird shit. It's like the line between religion cult stuff can be very similar, I think, you know? So I can't tell, like, is this just their like beliefs? But then when you watch the video of the guy, he really looks like the guy from Heaven's Gate or whatever, like mm-hmm. the bald dude. He almost could be played by Andre for like casting the comedy version of this movie, like with Todd Packer. Yeah. Andre from the league. Fucking put him as the like cult guy. He almost sounds like him. It'd be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to uh just to protect you, uh Kabbalah is not a cult, it's part of the Jewish religion. Uh, okay, well then I'll just cut that <laughs> that's, out. That's the thing that Madonna was into. Um, yeah. Well, sorry, I didn't know she was into the Jewish religion. I would have thought it was like a lifestyle choice. She, he's the one who probably like it just made it sound like oh, it's a spiritual thing, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. like the way it's a, it's a very to explain thing. this thing. It's like it's it's spiritual, but it's physical, but it's grounded, but it's like yeah, you know, it's kind of dark, and it's like well, what is it though? Like what the fuck are you talking about? And it's like oh no, yeah, it's fucked. Which I basically just feel like you know, cults. It's never going to be a good scenario. I've yet to hear of a good cult. Have you? Uh, no, all the good ones uh, are no longer deemed as cults. Yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, yeah it, but it is a it, like it is a kind of interesting twist, like right after they make you think that he's kind of the weird one. And then he goes to the kid's room and then watches the laptop. Also, weird move to um, turn the child's room into an office. Yeah, like, like odd move considering it happened two years ago or something like that. I mean, that. they haven't even been there, so it just feels like kind of pointless if they were planning to kill themselves and everyone they know. Why the fuck would they renovate the house? Yeah. So maybe that's why they just turned it into the office. But they say that everything else looks the same, like like bars like on they, the windows, though. bars on the windows. Like that's a new addition, but it's like the only thing we renovated was the kids' room. But mm-hmm. eh, whatever. But yeah, like it is a it is a good twist. And then even the way they do it of like him like throwing down the glasses, like, don't drink Love that, it. don't drink that. He, he still he looks crazy. Yeah. And then we see we see Gina, the only one, she's the only one that we see actually take a drink. And then like the 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 uh the girl that you the I for uh the crazy bitch Sadie. Crazy. Yeah. Um she attacks her, like you ruined it. Like she's not she's breathing. Crazy. It's like, no, she's breathing. It's like not her Gina. It's like, yeah. Then it's like, oh shit. <laughs> that, that's when right. the movie erupts. It yes. goes nuts. Plus, also, I think that chick who plays Sadie, she really nails it because like the whole movie, I think she's the one thing that gives it away that it's a fucking cult, like a weirdo cult. Because the way that she's acting is like she's Marilyn Manson's groupie, but also yeah. like when she's like staring in the mirror and like making all those faces, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, like she's just the most unsettling person. And then, she, of course, she's the one that just like loses it and attacks him. And then everyone's like, what did you do, Will, when he knocks her back? I'm like, you mean, what did she fucking do? And what did you guys do? <laughs> yeah. like, don't fucking point your fingers at me. Although I guess like Eden probably didn't expect it to go this way. They all expected everyone to just drink it and like and, take it and die. Yeah. Which is just so fucked. Like, I just feel like it's it's incredible that human beings can get to this place by being emotionally manipulated. But I guess that that's how it, it works, right? They need to have that traumatic shit to get into this place. Because who goes and like, let's plan a dinner party where we're going to kill everyone. Just seems, and that's what's great, is that you think it's just these people and like this yeah. cult. But then like, we get to the final shot of the movie and it really just opens up like they weren't lying when they said that a lot of this was like a huge fucking cult yeah which is kind of a scary idea i guess i never had considered that throughout the movie i thought it would still just be like you know maybe these are the only people doing it or just at least in the area yeah that was the fun part of the end or i guess funds maybe not the right word that was was fun though for me (laughs) that was the part that i liked about the ending where like yeah they survived the whole thing people you know die kira kills some people which was awesome mm-hmm. um but 
yeah, like the the twist ending, I guess, is they have the lantern and then they look out and they see all the other lanterns lighting all the up other and red people ones. screaming. And I I thought that was a really great ending because like when we think about these cults and stuff, like we think of them from documentaries or things in the past. And it's like, like this or, small group, yeah. like this concentrated thing. Or but even it's if like, it's a big group, they're all in one place. Like they all are like, yeah, like they're enact enacting everything together. They're not like fucking troops sending out and like infiltrating. Yeah. Which is the scary part. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, in order for there to be this like big group event, you have to get people from other mm -hmm. places and pull them in. So rather than having like a singular event, they kind of flipped it and they're like, we're going to have a bunch of small events and we're going to tell each other through the lanterns. And it's like, that's fucking terrifying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And it's like, it's just so weird to me, I guess, the whole cult idea, because it's like the guy who's leading this thing, like, it's like he's killing himself, too. Like, what? It just seems like the weirdest thing to get a group of people to just kill themselves. Is that a power trip for him? Because he's also doing it. Does he <laughs> totally believe it? I never know, you know? Are they, like, are they... Is he not really dead? I don't know. I, I think he told... I think people... I. Uh obviously not part of one of them. I feel like you do get people fully bought into it because you, if you're going to take your own life, like, and the leaders of these suicide cult, the cults, they also die. Yeah. So it's like, they fully believe they, they believe they're ascending and they're just convincing these emotionally vulnerable people to also believe that. And it's, it's tragic. Yeah. It's fucked up, man. Like, God, can you imagine being in one of these things and just being like, Oh shit. I'd be rethinking every decision I made in life. And one thing I'll tell you, I will the nicest wine you could whip out. I will leave at the first sign of cult fucking onboarding, whatever those <laughs> things, the video, the fucking stories about killing your wife, all the weird shit. I would be out at the first red flag. That's not my kind of party. I know that that means that John Carroll Lynch is coming for me, but I'm not that polite. I would fucking drive off. If he stopped and touched my car again, I would have sped the fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, if I'm going to be honest with myself, I think I would probably be Ben. Or be mm -hmm. like, oh, they got good wine. We can just milk this. Yeah, you would be. You would just be like, Renee, calm down. It's like, Jace, you're a fucking lamb being led to the slaughter and you don't even fucking know. <laughs> you're like, who cares? I'm going to be really wasted anyways. Like, you know, and that's what's just like, it's it totally works. But man, it just makes you like, I'm, I'm a notorious people pleaser. That's like my nature. So... I have to try and be more of a dick in order to not die because I'm trying to be polite. That just seems like a shit way to die. You know, like, God, that nice wine, that was it. That's all it took. And now I'm here getting slaughtered. Like, that thought's got to be the last thing going through these people's heads. Yeah, I mean, all we can hope is that we have a Will or a Kira there with us to just get us out of there. Yeah, all we know is it's not going to be you. <laughs> Well, we finished this invitation. Um, no suicide cult action here. But next week, we invite you to a repeat of an event earlier this year, an event that was forever known as Barbenheimer. Fuck yeah. We're talking about Barbie and Oppenheimer. They're both available. Uh, video on demand. Yeah, at least both of them are available on video on demand. If and, you haven't already seen them. Yeah, they both pretty much did a billion dollars. I feel like most people. I mean, yeah, we're we're doing this episode because they're coming to streaming. And I'm just so excited because they are not fully like on a platform yet. But you can rent them and that's good enough for me. Because like this is like the cinematic event of the year. Yeah, Barbenheimer, this is which is ridiculous and crazy. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's what where we're at in 2023. I feel like every year there's a there's a movie that saves cinema and like this this day of Barbenheimer this is what saved cinema. It was. <laughs> yeah, it really did. It brought it back. It was the thing. I love it. And I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet and that rarely happens on this podcast so I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, I've seen it and it's a it's a very good movie. I personally I prefer Barbie, but that's also cuz I think Barbie is made to be a more rewatchable movie, but Oppenheimer is a very impressive movie and also it's like one of those things thank God Christopher Nolan didn't do another weird time movie. He just did a historical 
biography. Thank God. If he would have done, done another time travel shit, I'm fucking way out. <laughs> I he's this is the first thing I'll have seen of his since Tenant. It really put me off of his flavor, so to speak. So <laughs> we'll see where I land after Oppenheimer. But like just comparing it to Barbie, Barbie was like one of the best movies of the year, maybe my whole life. So I don't know how it's going <laughs> to hold up, but we'll see next week. Well, it's going to be a good time. And yeah, we're going to talk about all of them. It's probably going to be a long episode. So get your rest this week. Uh, if you're celebrating Thanksgiving, if you have work off, get your rest because uh, it's probably going to be a long episode. And we're yeah. going to be talking a lot about it. But until then, we'll see you next time on the regular exclusive podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We're out here. <laughs>